Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody, Matt Reister with the CC Podcast Conversations. We are at NRB 2022, the Gaylord Opryland. We're on the third floor in Andrew's room on a balcony overlooking the Delta Riverboat area. This is really quite a spot and then andrew i'm i'm still not sure why why i the the one with you know just myself uh got a fabulous balcony on the third floor overlooking this nice little delta uh and you who uh you know you and your wife have the room together uh, are sort of sitting on top of some kind of heat pipe thermal vent something <laughs> she's happy the room's warm yeah and uh, i was saying to her i it's kind of nice just being on the first floor down there. Yeah. So I don't have to worry because I've been back and forth between That's the hall. And yeah. you, you have too. Yeah. Um, so it's not like. We're actually in a decent. I mean, as far as, as spread out as this place is, it's kind of crazy how it, once once you kind of get your bearings, it's not too bad running back and forth to the no. to the conference hall from here. That's great. So. Today we've got an interview, by the way. That's why we're here uh, with Tim Mahoney. Tim Mahoney is from Patterns of Evidence. He's a film producer, a film director that does films which explore the historicity of scripture. Yeah. And we only had a very short time with him because he was a man in demand. I met him last year at NRB and I told him I was going to contact him about doing a podcast interview. He's from Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, his name's been up on our, uh, on our board uh, for long time needing to, you know, wanting to get this interview. You threw that name up there right after NRB 2021. And uh, so I've been staring. It's, it's in my half of the office, and I've been staring at that name now for nine months or whatever. And I'm like, all right, we finally got him. Finally Andrew, got Andrew him. likes taking stuff off lists, so I it, do. this will be very satisfying for it you. It is. It's very cathartic for me to cross things off lists. <laughs> anyway, this is a great short interview. And more than anything, it, it's going to introduce our, our listeners to a ton of his content, which yeah. I think is going to be very good. We'll have all the links and stuff in the show notes. But... He had a crisis of faith around a few questions about was the exodus in this place or that place, and is the Bible reliable based on what it, the historical claims that it makes? And at the end of the day, uh, he, he's never been more confident yeah. in the veracity or veracity, I don't remember which word I'm wanting to use, of Scripture. The second one. Veracity. Veracity, yes. Yeah. I, I hadn't realized, and I, and I looked up, you know, as, as we're prepping uh, to put this online, uh, I was looking up his website, and I hadn't realized. I thought Patterns of Evidence was was a film he made, and no, it's a series. Yeah, he's got four of them apparently so far, um, and I was I was very impressed just looking through some of the material online, and then you know getting to hear a little bit of the interview. I think it's going to be a great interview. I'm for not sure. To to. Yeah, it is. I'm not sure if it's because maybe I follow him on Facebook. Or Instagram, oh, okay. or if it's because I'm in the demographic of who they are targeting to market to, huh. but I see his Facebook ads all the time. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And uh, I don't know if anybody else has had that experience or if it's just me because I follow him, but if you have had that experience or if you are in the same demographic as me, 
this is a guy who you maybe have seen uh, advertising on social media. So. Yeah, very cool. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy this. And we've got a bunch, gosh, what have we done? 10 or 12 of these things yeah. by the time this is over. Yep. Um, so we got a lot of content out there for you to listen to. And I hope you enjoy it and trust that the Lord will use it to bless you. So thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Matt Reister with the CC Podcast Conversations. I'm here at the NRB 22 Convention, National Religious Broadcasters, and I'm with Tim Mahoney, who is a Christian film producer, director. Tim, thanks for being here with us. Well, thank you very much for having me. I was at NRB for the first time last year. I'm only in this role as the director of this ministry for the last couple years, and it was the first year at NRB. I came to NRB thinking that I was going to draw the conclusion that we no longer needed to be part of it. It wasn't worth the money to be members, and uh, I did an about-face on that, and we actually are exhibitors this year. We've been getting a bunch of interviews in, and when I saw the email come through, I I wanted to for sure make sure that we interviewed you because... um, I met you last year. I saw a little bit of what you're doing. I told you I was going to follow up with you, and we're going to. You're in Minneapolis. We're in Northeast Iowa. Okay. So we're not that far away. Yeah. I thought about even running up there and, and interviewing you. That never happened. So thank you for giving us your time here. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I'm a year later. I guess it's only nine months because last year's conference was yeah, yeah. a little later. Yep. So um, you're a Christian film producer and director, and where I see you all the time now is on social media. You guys are buying a ton of social media ads. We have been, yep. Uh, and I don't know if that's because I like like your page or if that's because I'm in the demographic that you're doing advertisements to. But uh, talk about what you're doing and what you're advertising. Yeah, well, and for people who don't know, Patterns of Evidence is a series of films that investigate the historical credibility of the Bible. And uh, so we've been, uh, I've been at this for uh, probably 20 years now with uh, the first investigation was in this into the the book of exodus and uh what people would say scholars would say that there just wasn't any evidence for the israelites in egypt uh that the bible didn't have any evidence for the conquest of canaan you know all those foundational events of the bible because the exodus is is alluded to throughout scriptures and jesus talks about moses uh and uh in fact jesus says because you don't you know uh I was trying to think exactly the phrase that he used, but because you don't, because you don't understand Moses, Moses, you don't, you know, you don't understand who I am. It yeah. Basically, was that yeah. that was that point. But Moses is really critical, and so uh, I went on a, uh, a trip to search for chariot wheels on the bottom of the Red Sea back in the you know 2000 with a with a bunch of Exodus explorers. Help anybody who's listening who might not automatically understand why you were looking for chariot wheels on the bottom of the Red Sea, why you were looking for chariot wheels on the yeah. bottom of the Red Sea. Well, what happened was was that the, there were uh, people that were uh, revisiting this whole idea, and I call them Exodus explorers. And these Exodus explorers were very interesting. They were uh, sometimes uh, unique, eccentric type people coming mm-hmm. from different backgrounds, and they were making claims that they were finding evidence for the Exodus, but not where everyone was looking. And uh, that caught a lot of attention. And they also were saying that there's evidence for Mount Sinai being in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and um, so th- this caused a lot of, a lot of interest, uh, a lot of speculation. There were critics on both sides. And, and, and I was 
interested in that. Uh, I've been interested in making films about the Bible. Um, and so I went in 2002 to Egypt to do, to do a, a documentary. And it was during that time that I actually went to the, many of the locations where the, where the uh, primary location where the Israelites were to have lived and talked with archaeologists, and then I followed different routes. I went to the, the, the Reedy Sea areas, you know, the, the lakes along Egypt, and we went to Suez, and we went to the Gulf of Aqaba. And we are just really, I didn't know anything. I just turned the camera on and was sort of like a vacuum cleaner, filming and trying to collect as much information as I could, and came back. Uh, and during that time, during coming back, with the criticism that I heard from scholars about the Bible, I started to actually have my own personal crisis of faith. Mm, yeah. And so, do you still have a crisis of faith? Not anymore. Why? Why? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> what ended up happening was, I, there's an incident, I actually you know, show it in one of the films, the first film, that when I came back, uh, I was sitting in my edit suite looking at this uh, footage, and I ended up... Um, you know, having this thought come into my mind that that everything it was almost like a presence entered the room, I'll put it that way. Okay. It was it was cold, it was chilling, and the thought came to mind, everything that you your family has believed about the Bible, your mom believes about the Bible, you know, everything everything that you thought was was real true is a lie. Wow. And at that same moment another thought came into my mind, uh, from a, from the other side of my Head, you know, from one, one was on the left and one was on the right. It was like authoritative, authoritative, authoritative. It said, "Stop editing, get wow. up, go to your office." So I got up, went to my office. You know, go to the bookcase, read that book. It was that clear. Wow. And uh, and I and I opened the book, and there was the same uh, archaeological site that I was looking at on the in the edit suite. Was a book that someone had given me about this same content and with a completely different interpretation where the evidence for the story of the early Israelites from Joseph and his family, all that started to appear uh, to make sense. Uh, and so what I began to understand is the evidence for the Bible was there. It's that the people weren't willing to interpret it. And so because of, because of things like timelines and chronology, and uh, so that then became, a, a, for me, a 12-year uh, process of making the first film. So, I mean, one of the things that's near and dear to my heart and to the heart of this ministry is the authority of Scripture. I mean, the Bible is reliable. I went to a garbage seminary for one year in 1998, 1999. I quit after grievance after grievance after grievance of professors undermining the authority of scripture. Textual criticism run amok. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with all this stuff. It's actually in the city you live in. And uh, I probably know the seminary. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> and so um, one of the claims of people of that ilk is that for the Bible to be true, and for the truths of the Bible to be transcendent, doesn't matter that much if it lines up historically. I mean, that was the essence, as I listened to you, of the crisis of your faith. You're going, wait a minute. Like, the Bible says this, but the evidence says something else. And if the evidence says something else, then this didn't historically happen, and that's a major problem. Yeah. What, what would you say to people 
about the importance of the historical narrative being true. Well, I think that uh, that was the that was the that's the key uh, motivation of of what I'm doing is to look at is this historical, and the Bible says that it's the Bible purports itself uh, to be the record of God acting in history, yeah. so that He has certain people and certain events that He has interacted with, and He's revealing to us His uh, what happened. He's revealing to us the journey that uh, that has that His co- connection to mankind has taken, and uh, what what it tells us is first of all, the first five books of the Bible were written by Moses. And that was, you know, if you went to that seminary, a lot of people fundamentally would say, well, no, Moses didn't write these books. There were other authors that wrote it much later, and they were writing uh, about, they were trying to give a history to the Bible. uh, Kind of fabricating it a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they were were basically, uh, and they feel like the Bible is a a beautiful book of poetry, but it's not history. Uh, And why do they say that? They say that because the the time frames that they have locked the Bible into have, uh, don't have any evidence for it. So they've dismissed the Bible historically uh, and our films, the Patterns of Evidence film says, well, what does the Bible say happened and can we see a pattern in ar- the archaeology and history for that to happen? And that's, that's why the films are so, t- such a breakthrough. So if, if people wanted to know, you know, what do, I, what do I learn about these films, if you go to patternsofevidence.com and we actually have a, a weekly thinker update. You can sign up for a thinker update. It's kind of like a weekly blog on Bible archaeology. And then that's where you can learn about the films. There's another community we have called the Historical Faith Society, historicalfaithsociety.com. And that's, that's underneath the umbrella of Patterns of Evidence. And people can join that community. And we have like uh, four video uh, blogs on a theme every month uh, around the Bible. And... Uh, so I think that uh, the criticism that I've seen, uh, I'm not, I don't really see any legitimacy to it after I've done, you know, after I've done my own investigation. And, and you probably know this, that our films listen to all the different viewpoints. Yes. And then we say, okay, well, what's the pattern here? Is, it, what, is there any credibility to what critics might say? Right. And then, well, what are the things that they are dismissing, you know? And oftentimes they just won't interpret the evidence being connected to the Bible. Oftentimes it's because they don't think it's connected to the right time in history. But the pattern is there. And so then they'll say, well, that's where the legend comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the big stories in Scripture, the big narratives in Scripture is the flood narrative. And there's the talk about, well, the Epic of Gilgamesh. And there's all these flood narratives. And so... The biblical flood narrative is one of many and every civilization account or whatever includes a flood narrative and so that's why the biblical one can't be relied upon because this civilization has a flood narrative and this civilization whatever it is well the other way to interpret that is that there was actually a flood and everyone's written about it because it's been passed down to them right so that's an example i think of what you're talking about interpreting the evidence yeah. correctly is that right exactly and and i mean the other thing that uh 
those flood narratives, and not only that, but you match flood narratives with the geology. There's other people who've taken on the geology of the earth. And, you know, uh, I mean, if you look at oil. Yeah. Where did oil come from? Oil comes from plant and uh, tissues of animal and everything that's been compressed and, and held underground for a long time, and it turns into oil. So all these areas that at one time uh, possibly had uh, animal life and plant life and all that, when, the, when the, the flood happened, they all were torn open and everything was flipped around in, uh, you know, Pangea. Mm-hmm. With the, the, you know, I think at one time all these, these surfaces were, you know, the United States and South America and Africa, all, they all were together. Mm-hmm. So something traumatic happened. Mm-hmm. And what the Bible tells us was that, was that there was a great flood. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about the flood is that it was God's judgment. And the, the, there's more dynamics that are happening here uh, when we think about why did God judge? It's because the people had rebelled so much that God repented of even making them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's there's more that we can talk to in this about this po- you know in this podcast right now. But uh, God said that after after the flood that He wasn't going to uh, you know destroy the world with. Uh, water anymore but in the future it would be by fire mm-hmm. and global uh, warming <laughs> you know, it's going to be a really hot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of judgment would that be but what we see is that the bible tells us that there's a beginning of time and that there's an end of time as we know it mm-hmm. and the question of and what scientists will tell you is that there's a beginning of of the universe they know that there's a beginning of time and so i think for people who are are starting to feel uneasy about the way the world is right now and they are wondering well what is this all about and for anybody who might have grown up in a christian home or whatever and heard about the last days there you know they should be uneasy because there are questions that are happening there are dynamics that are happening in the world that we need to ask ourselves is christ going to return soon is this part of that what's happening and uh, i think that I'm a uh, person who's on a journey trying to understand, okay, well, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I think it's important for us to raise those kinds of questions for ourselves. We do a daily Bible overview podcast with this ministry. It's called the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions. People listening can find that the same place you found this. And um, we're in Mark chapter 9. So we just covered the text where Jesus heals the man's boy who has a demon. And remember... He's, the man says to Jesus, heal my son if you can. If you can, heal my son, please heal my son. Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? And, and he kind of calls out this guy's doubt. Mm-hmm. What do you mean if I can? Do you think I can or do you not think I can? Of course I can. And the guy's response is such a great, humble response, which we can all identify with. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So, so when I was doing that just a few days ago, I acknowledged that there is doubt that we all have, right? Mm-hmm. And especially those of us, I'm, I'm a little like you in the sense of like, I want evidence. I've got some scientific questions. I've got some just rational questions about the biblical record. And over the course of my life, I've asked a lot of those questions. And to date, they've been all sufficiently satisfied in my mind. And here I stand on God's word, following Christ with no, no problems with that. 
in your story, what have been a couple of the doubts or what have been a couple of the things that you've had to overcome? Or, or are there any now? I mean, that you're well, in the process of searching out. You know, for the first one, as I said, when I came back from Egypt after, after hearing there wasn't any evidence for it, that started to grow. Like uh, when you get the flu, yeah. you know, you start to get, uh, you start to feel not so well. And then it just gets worse and worse. And, yeah. and, and finally, I was struck with this, this total uh, sense that, you know, what if it's not true? Then this, almost like the pit fell out of my heart, you know, yeah. uh, the, the lostness, the, the total utter uh, sense of, of loss uh, and emptiness and meaningless hit me. Uh, I, feel, I feel very uh, sad for people who, who are experiencing that because they've not had that other opportunity to, to come to something. And um, uh, the, so the first time was when I went to Egypt. I think that was my first big crisis. I think the other issue has to do with miracles, is that um, the Bible talks about a lot. There are miracles happening in the Bible at different times in history. They don't happen all the time, and mm -hmm. they, they don't happen. Sometimes it takes maybe, I'm not sure, I haven't, I haven't studied it, but it might take centuries uh, to, uh, to, to have a miracle happen in a particular yeah. place. Yeah. But the issue then is, um, some people don't believe that miracles happen today, but Craig Keener uh, has written a book about this, Professor Craig Keener, and, um, and he has documented all sorts of scientifically documented miracles that have happened. There's no way to explain it any other way. And um, so, but I had, to, I had to come to a place where I was willing to pray for a miracle and believe that it would happen and not have that Lord help my, you know, I mean that Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. And the movie Breakthrough with, uh, I think it was John, the young man, uh, he he fell through the ice and he drowned. And his mother was like doing a Bible study yes. at, her, at her home when it happened. And she went to the hospital and she didn't say, oh God, why did you do this? She laid hands on her son and said, Lord, breathe life into my son. Yes. And all of a sudden it was like a nuclear ex mini explosion happened in the room and and uh, he came you know his, his signs turned back on he yeah. came from dead to life yeah. to, to living uh, and it took a process they had to keep praying over that uh, and believing for that yeah. miracle so for me I think that there are things that I, I I need to shift my thinking and I think all of us need to think shift our thinking uh, sometimes we pray but we totally unbelieve with our prayers. We, we yes. say it with our mouth, but our hearts are doubting. And I get that. Yep. But I do believe, because uh, I've had relatives in the last, just recently who've died, at way younger than they should have died. Yeah. And we all prayed, and it didn't happen. Yeah. But I don't want to lose my, my ability to pray for the miracle. Yeah. Because we, well, I need to continue to do that and have faith for that, so. Yeah. So we got just one minute. Um, tell people what what they need to look at to get your stuff okay. and how you think it would encourage them or be used by them to grow their faith. Yes, I got two things right now. Uh, Patterns of Evidence uh, is a great film to share about the historical credibility of the Bible with anybody. Like if you've got a, a, a son or family members that don't believe, this film has been on uh, Netflix, it's been on Amazon, It's it's a five-star you know series of films that really help to raise a very good question but really shows a pattern and I believe that people are struck with the truth of the Bible that's awesome. number one we got a new project coming out 
the www.the7churches.com. That's going to be about the seven churches. It's an archaeological... Of Revelation. Yep. The seven churches of Revelation. Uh, the, and we have two films, Times of Fire and Times of Deception is coming out in April. And that, I think, is valuable for people to see because there's questions about what's happening now. Are we living in the end times? These films are about what happened during the time and the archaeological evidence and the, and the uh, historical context that those churches were facing and then how we relate that to today, Wow, where we're at. Tim Mahoney, thanks for taking time for us. We'll put links of all that in the show notes of this episode. And uh, have a great day. God bless your work. Thank you for what you're doing. All right. The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.